0: Hello, hello, everyone. This is Heather. And this is Kara. And you're listening to I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. It's our podcast. Welcome, everyone. Well, Kara, you excited for today? Yes, because
1: it's the holiday season. Holiday
0: season. Doop doo. And degree duck.
1: Don't forget to hang <laughs> up your, your sock. sock. I think it's a little past 12 o'clock. <laughs> And we're hoping. Well, you know, well. I I would be fearful if something actually came down the chimney right now. <laughs> Santa would be a little bit early. I think we'd have uh, some other special guests. That I would say that would be somewhat uh, unwelcome.
0: Do you mean like the Grinch?
1: You know what? I would welcome the Grinch
0: because he seems a bit lonely. <laughs> <laughs> He's got
1: some troubles. And he has a super cute dog named Max, so I mean, that's
0: okay. So today we are actually going to be talking all about the The Grinch. Grinch. Today we're going to be focusing on five pieces of material that focus on the character, the Grinch. Obviously, number one, the original, 1957's book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, written by dr seuss himself it's where it all began so everyone has the book everybody knows the book it's fantastic and it's no surprise that the book was optioned to become a television cartoon special in 1966. it's 30 minutes long the cartoon is by chuck jones who is cartoon legend. And he actually was the one who convinced Dr. Seuss to make it a television special. Dr. Seuss really didn't have any interest in optioning his book to become a television special. But because Chuck Jones is such an amazing cartoonist and such a visionary in that medium, um, Dr. Seuss felt comfortable allowing the project to go forward. Um, So the original 1966 cartoon special really doesn't have many voice actors in the film. It's pretty much just the voice talents of Boris Karloff. Now, Boris Karloff, he made his career from monster movies. Uh, predominantly in the 1930s. His huge break, what he's known for, is playing the monster in Frankenstein. He is Frankenstein's, Dr. Frankenstein's creation, uh, 1931. And from there on, he was doing monster movies. And so he was cast as the voice of the narrator of the film and as the Grinch so he would he would augment his voice to go between the narrator and the Grinch dialogue but you know that in that original cartoon there are three songs welcome Christmas that the Who's sing trim up the tree that the Who's sing and then you're a mean one Mr. Grinch
1: you're a mean one Mr. Grinch
0: Boris Karloff (laughs) Does not sing that song.
1: Who sings that song?
0: He's his name is Thurl Ravencroft, and he was known as the voice of Tony the Tiger. They're great in the original Frosted Flakes TV commercials. Uh so they picked Thurl uh to sing the song because he had an extremely deep baritone voice and unfortunately in the original release of the cartoon they were running and gunning they're trying to get it done in time for the holiday season and they forgot to include Thurl Ravencroft's name in the credits oh no I know so when the the special came out and there were you know news articles or you know promotional things for it um it was Boris Karloff was the only name given credit for really anything of the whole special. And uh, Dr. Seuss felt, or Ted Theodore Geisel felt really bad and actually was trying to send the corrections to all the newspapers saying, you need to give him credit. I think now that time has gone on and, you know, they've repressed and it's gone to DVD and everything, I believe his name is now in the credits. But um, yeah.
1: And I believe it's also the. Uh, original songs are also on
0: vinyl. Oh, I'm sure.
1: So I would think that they would have his name on the vinyl records since I would hope he's so. the one actually singing the song. I would hope
0: so. And uh, Dr. Seuss wrote the lyrics to all the songs, as well as, of course, the original storyline. So for those of you, I'm sure you all know the storyline of the original Grinch. So the Grinch, he lives at the top of Mount Crumpet, and he is none too happy. Uh, He has lived on the top of Mount Crumpet for 53 years, and every year he is annoyed by the Who's down below in Whoville and by their Christmas celebrations. He doesn't like the music, and just one day he's had enough. He's had it. He tells his dog, Max, that he's going to dress himself up as Santa Claus. He's going to go down there with Max, the dog, disguised as a reindeer. He's going to steal every single thing that is themed Christmas.
1: Including the Who hash. <laughs> yes.
0: They're not even a crumb, not even for a mouse. He's going to take it all. He's going to load it up with a sleigh, and he's going to shove it off a cliff. Off the
1: top of Mount Crumpet.
0: He's had it. He's had it. He's getting rid of Christmas. But he has an epiphany and he decides that that's not not the best thing to do. And so his heart grows. Three sizes. And busts that little... (laughs) Little whoville x-ray machine that somehow pops up out of nowhere
1: he's got little cobwebs around his heart too, because it's so tiny which by the way i don't think he'd be able to do much cardio if his heart is that tiny
0: well he has pretty thin extremities his arms and his legs he hasn't been going on leg day at all i don't think so anyway he has this epiphany he pushes the heavy sleigh down mount crumpet with a bugle ba-do, 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 ba-do. and he slides into the um town where they have all gathered around the one tree that still remains singing welcome christmas fahu forest what because i love they it- don't need the material things that was just Because it's the spirit of Christmas. Christmas. But the whole point of Christmas is to be together. And that's what gives him his epiphany. That's why he brings everything back and redistributes the wealth. And they let him into the fold. And he, he himself carves the roast beast.
1: What I think is so funny, my favorite part about the original... How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the animated is when he comes down the mountain and he comes back into the town and as you said into the circle, yes, the circle of people. It opens like a little gate, yes. It swings open and then he and then the sleigh goes
0: in and then it closes and I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't, I really know. if that's I how. love that and I tried looking up that particular part to see if was behind the scenes. I personally couldn't find any behind the scenes information on this movie and if you find i'm sure it's somewhere so if you find out where i can see it i i would love to see it um my feeling was that the animators were leaning at the tape they're almost done animating this thing and they're like okay he's gonna slide down the hill we need him to not to run over the who's but go through now am i gonna animate 10 individual who's each taking two steps to the side or maybe i can make it a gag and make it swing like a gate and maybe that would be even more enjoyable and it would be a lot quicker that's that's what i think
1: the other part that is my favorite is when the when they talk about the Grinch's smile mm-hmm. and it goes up in the corners and it keeps, and it keeps wrinkles and wrinkles and it gets bigger and bigger. And it's like, it should be almost horrifying and creepy, but I enjoy it so much because he's like, his, his grin, his Grinchy grin. Yes. And then also when he's tiptoeing or when he's like using the, the magnet to get all the oh the
0: thumbtacks thumbtacks yeah. out and he's
1: like ding, 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 yeah. and he's like and he's like you know tiptoeing with his sack of 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 goodies that yeah. he's stolen I I love it so much and his boots are like socks mm-hmm. and then the explanation about when the when Cindy Lou catches him and he's hiding behind the tree yes. and he says that it's the one light that won't light. And so I'm going to take it back to my shop and then I'll bring it back here. And he flicks the light. Now, for those of you who may or may not be familiar with very old vintage Christmas lights, they are made of glass. Mm -hmm. And if you were to flick one of those glass bulbs, it would explode. And it's true that typically if one light is out, the whole string of lights doesn't yeah. light up. That is true. So as a kid, I'm like, yeah. It would, because one light doesn't light up. That means that whole string of lights is out. So yeah, it tracks, mm-hmm. as the kids say.
0: And I love the original, not only because you know it's so true to the original book, but I love the style of animation, the old school animation where you can almost still see the pencil marks right it's so detailed right like you were saying with with the wrinkles and the little um unfurling of like the fur at the side of his cheeks and um his eyebrows and i just it's so personal because you know there was human hands all over it that effort it took to the teamwork it took to make it and we're going to be talking about the other versions of this as we go forward in technology not to say that the animated version the the now computer graphic animated versions aren't personal Um, it's just a different way yeah it takes so many people to make something like that happen it's just I don't know it feels different Someone's not using
1: an actual physical pencil or a paintbrush. Mm -hmm. They're using a mouse. Mm -hmm. They're still painting and they're still sketching Mm -hmm. and drawing. It's just a different way of doing it. It's a little, the lines are a little bit cleaner. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and it gives you a little bit more freedom of movement Mm -hmm. with new computer generated uh, Mm -hmm. animation. Mm -hmm. And you can also make. Full-length feature films, Mm -hmm. which is, in comparison to the original, which is only 30 minutes, we now have a full-length feature animated film, which was by Illumination that came out in 2018.
0: That is an hour and a half long. I've only seen it once, but I remember as soon as it started, I was overwhelmed by the beauty and just incredible artistry of this world that they created it was so immersive and so impressive I, gorgeous absolutely gorgeous
1: i love how in the animated uh the grinch it's not the grinch who stole christmas mm-hmm. it's just the grinch And uh, it gives more of his backstory. And it includes a lot of the original storyline from How the Grinch Stole Christmas, um, which is made by Universal Studios uh, Illumination, which is the animation studios connected to Universal Studios. And everybody in that film travels by sled, which is so great. I love that Um, when they're plowing the streets snowplow as the snow comes out the back end it automatically comes out as tiny snowballs for oh all the kids gosh. in the snow drift um they just hand out christmas wreaths like here you go kid here's a wreath take a wreath here's a wreath um it's and then uh you know the dog max is so cute um the grinch is voiced by benedict benedict cumberbatch mm. Who is Doctor Strange mm-hmm. from the Marvel universe, and he's had many other movies sure, as well. Sure, um, I love how the Grinch—he's grumpy, but he he perks up a bit after he's had a very strong cup of coffee, oh my which goodness. is great that Max makes for him in a in a little uh, French press, a little French press oh by the little machine oh that gosh. it reminds me of, kind of like the Pee Wee Herman oh. the where the alarm goes off and it has the machine that yeah. makes the pancakes and toast and all that. And the movie starts off with how he avoids the whole holiday season. And he's supposed to, to stock up on groceries so he can stay in hibernation in Mount Crumpet for the whole time until after new year's. He doesn't have to see, see a single soul. well, how much emotional eating have I been doing? And he realizes there's no food in the house. Oh, no. And even Max's bowl is like, row, row, like the, my, my bowl is empty. Uh, and they show a montage of how much emotional eating that I've been doing. Oh. And it shows him, like, you know, Will Ferrell from Elf, where he's just shoveling food into oh, his mouth. He's eating j- just layers of cake and donuts. Oh. And he's like, oh boy. So, they have to go down to the grocery store, and everybody's familiar with the Grinch. They're just like, oh, hey, Grinchy, what's happening? You know? Okay. Um, there's uh Bricklebaum, who is voiced by Kenan Thompson. Oh, my gosh. And he calls Mr. Grinch his best friend. Oh. And the Grinch thinks it's so funny because he goes, hi, he thinks I'm his best friend, and he's not. And so... It's, it's such a funny thing, and uh, but they go into the supermarket, and he buys, like, canned goods and all sorts of stuff, and Max is pulling um, a little red wagon, a little red cart, and the interactions when the Grinch is in the grocery store with the patrons of the grocery store is just... I'm like I've been there, man. <laughs> and and he he goes to get this jar off the top shelf because this old woman can't reach it. And he goes, "Oh, what is this for?" And she goes, "Oh, it's it's for my Christmas pudding." And he's like, "Oh!" And he puts it back up on the shelf. And she's like, "Well, that's not very nice." And he bumps the shelf, and it crashes and smashes onto the ground. She goes, "Oh, sugar plums." <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so great. Um, and Keenan Thompson, who who plays Bricklebaum, who he's great. He's got decorations. He's got inflatables, and he ta- He's kind of like one of the more enthusiastic uh members of Whoville, oh. and uh, he helps get the giant Christmas tree. That's where um, the Grinch actually gets his sleigh. To go to you know, pillage the town and and take all the Christmas decorations. He actually takes Brickerbaum's uh, sleigh sleigh that's on top of his house oh. while he's having a Christmas party. Oh no! It's fine. He he's distracted by his dog that keeps on flying through the window by the Grinch. The Grinch keeps on like tossing him into the house, and as the dog gets tossed in the house, he like. It accidentally picks up a piece of cake and like hot cocoa, and he goes, "Oh, who taught him how to do this? It, who taught him how to use the doorbell? This is great! Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays! It's just, it's so cute." Um, but at the end of the animated film, The Grinch, um, the reason why he's so grinchy is because he was in an orphanage oh. in Whoville. And he was the only child and he never got adopted and he never had a Christmas and he never had a family. So his feelings were so hurt because he would look out the window every year and see everyone celebrating Christmas and giving presents and singing songs. And the warmth and the joy of the holidays actually brought him the most pain and depression. And that's why he retreated to Mount Crumpet, because then he could close himself off. And then at the end, and so when he gets invited to Christmas dinner by Cindy Lou, which ends up being the last house in Whoville that he goes to to, to take all the decorations from, um, he goes, but I ruined your Christmas and I stole all your presents and I stole your stuff. She goes, I know. But that's okay because nobody should be alone on Christmas. And so, when he shows up to the house for Christmas dinner, he's got a candy cane tie, oh. and he says to the mom when he brings the door, he goes, "Look, I wore a tie." And she goes, "And it's a very nice tie." Oh my goodness! So it's great, and that their toast is to kindness and love and the things that we need most. I, it's it's gives a little bit more of a modern twist. And the reindeer that the, that the Grinch gets um, is this big, fat, huge reindeer. And he's super funny. Um, <laughs> he eats uh, whipped cream out of the can and it comes out his nose oh and my stuff. It's goodness. great. It's a great film. And also, I, I love how he has an organ in Mount Crumpet. Mm. And he plays all by myself
0: (laughs) don't want to (laughs) be all by myself and it's it's funny and i you were watching a little bit um to make your notes and i walked past the tv and the you mentioned the, the dog max in this particular version i feel like the studio the animators really paid attention to the dog max that even though he's not completely the focus in a scene but if the dog is in it they are not neglecting his character at all i noticed that the dog is always up to something in the corner of the frame he's got a personality he's he's given him he's given him side eye he's given him i don't i don't think that's a good idea all of these emotions are coming from that dog even though he doesn't actually speak words um i i was like wow whoever was on the dog team on that on that movie was really doing great and i feel like that movie in particular you could watch it many times and you will spot something new every single time because I feel like they were just overloading and not in a bad way awesome awesome little surprises
1: I think it goes to the animation studio illumination because illumination made the film the secret life of pets
0: okay yeah so they would know
1: how to animate animals Yes, specifically dogs. dogs. Yes. And Max is the only friend Mm -hmm. and companion that the Grinch has. Mm -hmm. He even goes to the point where the Grinch will ask Max, well, what do you want to do today? And he'll kind of do like a head tilt, like he's off daydreaming (laughs) and he'll imagine something and then it'll snap back and the Grinch will go, oh, nothing? Me too and the dog's like, "Oh." Like, no, I was actually thinking of something fun for us to do, but I all right, I guess we could just hang out.
0: Oh my gosh. So, we recommend the book. We recommend the original. We recommend the 2018 animated The Grinch. Next up
1: is the 2000 film How the Grinch Stole Christmas live, live action. action. From the year 2000, directed by Ron Howard, also produced and created by Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. The live action 2000 version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas is starring Jim Carrey as the Grinch. We also have Clint Howard, who is Ron Howard's brother, yes. uh, playing Who Briz, um, who's kind of the right-hand man of the mayor and then we have
0: the mayor is jeffrey tambor
1: yes Mm -hmm. we have christine uh christine bransky who is martha may oh my gosh we have molly shannon who is betty lou who (laughs) um and then we have sir anthony hopkins who is the narrator
0: okay yeah i was like i don't remember him putting on makeup but yes, you're right. The and narrator. then we
1: have a newcomer uh, to the film industry who plays Cindy Luhu is uh, Taylor Momsen. And then we have Lulu who, which is Cindy Luhu's father, Mr. Bill Irwin. And he's great, he's a mailman. And when they're in the mailroom and he's putting out the letters in the slots and the packages and he's sliding. On this, a uh, ladder mm. that's going along the walls, kind of like a uh, Beauty and the Beast yeah. kind of a thing. And the way that he's moving his body and ducking underneath the, the the ceiling and stuff, and it's it's uh, he's so wonderful and he's so great. Um, and then of course we have Max the dog, who is a real dog, and. The dog that they actually used for the film was actually a female Mm. and the dog was actually a rescue dog that was adopted from the shelter and then was, was trained to do the movie. But Jim Carrey is so great in this film. It's interesting the backstory about how the Grinch stole Christmas because as I mentioned before, my favorite part of the animated film was the smile when mm-hmm. the Grinch and Jim Carrey has such a rubber face yeah. that they needed to pick an actor who could have the physical facial expressions come through the actual makeup. And the first person that actually got approached to play the live action Grinch, before Jim Carrey, was actually Jack Nicholson. And that was because he did The Joker. Sure. Because the original director that was shopped to direct the film for Universal was Tim Burton. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Because Tim Burton directed Batman with Jack Nicholson playing the Joker and they go well that's a package deal and the only reason why Tim Burton did not direct this film is because there was an actual scheduling conflict Mm. and Jack Nicholson said look I, I won't do the film unless Tim Burton's doing it so they said all right that's fine and then they shopped it to Ron Howard and they were like you did such a great job with Everything. Well, with specifically with Apollo 13, Mm. that was the last film that he had done for Universal. And so they said, this is going to be a huge budget. Who would you like to play? And he goes, well, if we're talking about facial expressions, it's got to be Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. And so Jim Carrey was like, oh, this sounds like the most fun ever. Yeah. And it turned out to not be the most fun. Yes. Because he had to be in hair and makeup for three and a half hours a day to put the grinch makeup and fur and costume on and it took an hour to take it off every day and he said you can watch a few quite a few interviews um about the first week and the specifically the first two days that he had to put the Grinch face on. It took eight hours and he lost his mind and he went to his trailer and he put his foot through the trailer wall because it took so long. And he goes, I can't do this. And I believe that he set Jim Carrey set a record for a number of days having to wear full makeup and costume. He wore it 92 days in a row. Wow. And when you watch the film, Every single person that is in the film has a facial prosthetic.
0: Yeah, I remember when I, when we first watched it, um, I f- remember it being very jarring. Um, the Grinch makeup always made sense to me. The way they executed it was really fantastic. When it came to the villagers, the who's in who village... I know in the books and the book and the animated special, the Who's had a certain look. They were slightly augmented humans in the facial region. I kind of feel that in this film, they went a little bit too far with the prosthetics on the Who's for me. Um, the only one that I feel... Well, Cindy Lou Who has no change to her face except tiny, tiny little bit on the nose, but otherwise they leave her alone pretty much. And also I feel Christine Baranski, Martha Mayhew, hers, her facial, uh, special effects are toned way down because she's supposed to be the most beautiful woman in whoville and let's be clear she pulls that off christine baranski is absolutely amazing her wardrobe is incredible i want
1: that dress i
0: want her house um she's she she makes it happen well she wins the christmas light contest every year and then and molly
1: shannon Is her neighbor, who is Cindy Lou's mother. Yes. And she's taking the light bulbs out of the refrigerator. She's using chandeliers. She's doing her darndest to win
0: this contest. But technically she did win. Yes. The mayor um, swung the vote because he wants to marry Martha Mayhew, which doesn't work out even
1: though she gets a giant ring that has diamonds stacked on top of diamonds <laughs> it's
0: got three diamonds that was great prop work props to the prop department um
1: to talk about the the actual whoville who town um ron howard refers to the construction of whoville applying to seussian rules mm. so if you look at the stylization and the architecture in Dr. Seuss, there are no 90 degree angles. Everything is rounded and things. So uh, everything's a curve. Yes. So they had to follow Seussian rules and they actually built 11 sound stages worth of sets. And it costs $120 million. One of which the sets is still, On the back lot tour today. So when you go through the back lot, there's the tram. The tram, uh, you can see one of the original sets, and that's the biggest set that was built. And because the entire film is shot with quote snow, they had to figure out how can we have permanent snow all the time that isn't going to be wet, and we're going to be filming in southern california during the summer mind you what they actually ended up doing is they actually created snow by mincing and crushing marble a total of 75 tons to create snow so they could put snow on the ground they could put snow on the buildings and they could even put the crushed marble in the snow machines and make it snow and they could scoop it up and shovel it up and bag it up and it never melted and it actually looks on camera it actually looks like real snow but be very careful to not get it in your
0: eyes well no kidding and i bet it kind of would have some reflective qualities maybe
1: yeah so it also made a a kind (laughs) of shimmery a, a shininess um but there were 90 people every day that were in hair and makeup. It set the record for number of hours for a single feature film, which was over 1,000 hours Oof. for hair and makeup of not only Jim Carrey, but also all of the cast members that were in the mm-hmm. film. And all of the people who were... The patrons of Whoville had to go to Who School, which everyone was assigned a movement coach. Um, they also had to learn Who Balance. And many of the people who you see in the backgrounds who are not actual major players and characters that have lines are from Circus Olay and our Circus Olay Performers, because if you're watching the film, you see people on these crazy bikes. Yeah, they're in tiny clown cars. They're hanging from wires. They're jumping on trampolines. So It's not tr- typical transportation. Mm-hmm. And because circus alley performers are used to having high wire acts, used to being on teeter totters, on unicycles, and things like that, yeah. they actually hired the majority of the cast of to fill in the background are actually Circus Olay performers, which um it was not out of the norm to say, hey, can you do a backflip off of these stairs? And they go, How many backflips do you want? Right, right. And so they they said it was a lot of fun. Um and that that was a major reason why the film was so successful because everybody and looked natural it wasn't forced because mm-hmm. these were trained professionals and
0: what i was going to say before we get too far from the the construction of the village and that it's still on the back lot and the tram ride i love that at universal studios that they have cast members dressed up as the grinch in authentic Grinch costume with all the prosthetics, all the facial and they hire an actor who has studied and fully committed to the Jim Carrey Grinch character. And you can see online um, videos that Universal Studios Theme Park has put out as promo showing the Grinch hitch a ride on the tram with the tourists. It's Phenomenal. It is improv at its highest level. Of this <clears throat> employee who is getting a ride to the Who Village so that he can be grading trams all day. It's fantastic. I love it so much. And, it just, and it's also a testament to the character that Jim Carrey helped create in this film because the person who is playing the grinch now at these theme parks they have um they have a reference point um they have a vein that they can tap into and and make more material and more um, improvisation in that milieu of um just being so irreverent, but also wholesome at the same time, like jokes that kids will like, but have a little bit of an edge that go way over their head. And the, and the adults are like, dude, you need to calm down. Um, I love it. It's great. The
1: other thing um, to talk about Jim Carrey is that he committed so much to the role And with the hair and makeup, on top of having to sit for hours day after day... Which you would think
0: with his personality is not the most conducive to staying still. Correct. He
1: had to also wear full eyeball contact lenses. Right, for yellow. And he describes that when you have all of those prosthetics and the contacts and the costume, he said it was the equivalent of being buried alive. Oh, I can every imagine day, I can that imagine. they had to bring in a CIA uh, guy that trains special ops um, to teach him how to relax under distress and uh, that he would punch himself in the leg. Um, Spin a rock in your hand. And um, you would put your, your fingernails into your hand but he was wearing these gloves with these long fingers so he had to do um, other things but that he really embodied what it was to be the Grinch because sometimes it's okay to be angry and upset but a lot of the techniques um, to relax and to use meditation techniques he went way off the deep end deep dive after this and there's he has a new book jim carrey has a new book and he talks about that this cia guy actually introduced him to all that and he actually uses a lot of those techniques even um today to help him relax but how the grinch stole christmas won an academy award for best makeup and hairstyling and they also won the bafta Uh, which is the British version of uh the Academy Awards. Okay. Um, we also get introduced to some of the Christmas holiday Whoville backstory, um, where there is a holiday chairmeister. Oh yes. And the Christmas sweater and and little holly wreath crown that they put yes. on the Grinch is my favorite. The the sweater lights up it has a christmas tree and they refer to all of these holiday traditions coming from the book of who which is kind of like their bible (laughs) okay what's so great is that cindy lou nominates the grinch to be the holiday chairmeister and the mayor's like well why would you nominate the person who hates Christmas the most? And he, and she says, well, maybe it's because he's never been invited and he's never been asked. Maybe he would enjoy it. How the Grinch gets convinced to come down from Mount Crumpet to be the holiday chairmeister is because it's an award and he gets a trophy. And I was like, yes, yes, bro, you and I. And he keeps on mentioning, like, and she mentioned a check. And they go, there's no check. Well, it was was worth asking. Um, But that uh, the Grinch also is in love with Martha May. Right. And that Cindy Lou also mentions, well, Martha May's going to be there. He goes, really? She'll be there. And And she'll see me as the winner. Yes. And so as the holiday chairmeister, he has to be in the chair of cheer he has to sample everybody's holiday pudding and they're just shoveling and pouring and they're like try mine try mine and i was like this is my nightmare (laughs) he also has to try everybody's fudge and the eggnog and the potato sack race of him in full grinch costume hair and makeup in the holiday potato sack race against these children and he's shoving <laughs> and pushing all these children so he's the winner <laughs> And he's racing in slow motion to Chariots of Fire. The actual <laughs> yes. Chariots of Fire. And he's like, I'm number one. No child can beat me. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no, duh. I love it so much. And there's so many jokes that go over kids' heads that are just for the parents. And I know that that Jim Carrey was talking about how a majority of his lines that are in the film are completely improv that they just turn the camera on and they let him go and just said ron howard was like let's just see what works let's just uh see what fits in this is the general idea of what we need from this shot you got 15 minutes and go and so he really appreciated having that freedom and having that ability and have that range and so a lot of the most hilarious lines that come out of that is um from improv so you can definitely see how gifted jim carrey is as an actor and as a comedian and if you look at a lot of the other films like the most common one that i thought of when i was re-watching how the grinch stole christmas was there's a lot of facial expressions and noises that he makes that he made in the film the mask
0: well that's what i was thinking i was wondering how his prosthetic and makeup experience differed between the mask and the grinch but i guess because in the mask the majority of the time in that film he's just himself and i would think that he's only wearing, quote unquote, the mask. Very, I mean, I'd say 10, 20% of the film, the mask, he's wearing the mask. And that's just, it looks like, I'm not gonna sound like an idiot saying it again, it looks like a mask, you know, put it on. I'm sure they had to- And it has got dentures. I'm sure they had to spirit gum it on and it wasn't the most comfortable thing. But it seemed like, you know, very- it was just, just one piece, not multiple tiny sections across your face. You mean he wasn't having to get yak hair pasted on right. every part and, of his body? And he's wearing normal human clothes. Right. He's not being covered anywhere else. So, the, but um, the dentures from the mask, would I would think, would be... An extremely difficult thing because it would alter the way you speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least he didn't have to have dentures for the Grinch. Yeah, he did. Well, he did. Oh, okay, forget it. Yeah, remember he for, said
1: you got termites in your smile. Yeah, that's
0: true. He had a
1: full set of
0: that's dentures tr- also. Oh, God. That so that's nightmare. why he was saying that yeah, he it's everything. Hand, every
1: part of everything. his body was covered, yeah. even his eyeballs and his yeah, teeth. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough, man. So he, and he did that for 92 days. I get it. That's, yeah, that's I, hard. I, they, they was non-disclosed of how much money he got paid. Yeah. I hope that in the budget of $120 million, I hope that he got a significant portion because he deserves it. Yeah. But some of the one-liners that I really love um, is after... He talks to Cindy Louhu and sends her back up to bed. He goes, Nice kid. Bad judge of character. He's so cute. <laughs> Out of the way. I have no
0: insurance. But <laughs> <laughs> he's crashing back
1: into Whoville. And he's literally running people over. <laughs> and and it's it's so it's so great. Um and the different twist about how the Grinch stole Christmas live action with Jim Carrey is that at the end of the film, the Grinch hosts Christmas up in his mountain loft in Mount Crumpet in the actual like caverns. And so it's got the, the, it's got a table that serpent teams around and the Christmas lights are hung in the stag, Stalactites Stalactites. and stalagmites and it's great because then when the who sing it reverberates off the cave walls and so it makes sense of that the whole town could fit in the caverns of a mountain and all have christmas dinner together and i think that that's um really cool and really fun
0: well one of the things that i really love um about that, this particular version of the film. Like you said, the, the things that are improv. I love the part where <laughs> the Grinch has... He's made the, the Santa Claus costume. He's wearing it. And he's made a reindeer outfit for Max. And the Grinch takes it upon himself to administer... an acting lesson session.
1: Oh, here's your
0: motivation. And he is imitating Ron Howard as a director. And the way you know that is because he puts on a baseball cap that Ron Howard has been known to wear in real life. And he starts imitating the style of direction that Ron Howard does, which if you've seen any behind the scenes of any other Ron Howard film, particularly Tom Hanks, when he tells stories about filming the movie Splash with Ron Ron Howard. Tom Hanks also does a really great Ron Howard impression and his style. And his style is, he's very enthusiastic. He's excited to be working on the film that he's working on and he has so many ideas because he's such a great director and he's so involved and so jim carrey puts on the bait on the cap and starts doing all the director type quotes of you know taking his fingers and making them into a rectangle and imitating looking through a camera lens and lining up the shot talking about what's your motivation and what's your backstory kills me every time i love it and he ended up with cut print check the gate we're moving on i die i
1: also really like it when the grinch is trying to decide whether or not to actually go to the party to go to be the holiday chairmeister and he has to refer and check his schedule (laughs) of what he has penciled in and he goes, solve world hunger and tell no one. (laughs) 4 p.m. Jazzercise. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, dinner with me? I can't keep canceling that. And then the best of all is, but what will I wear if I can't find something nice to wear? I'm not going. And he proceeds to go through his entire wardrobe and looks at the full length mirror. And he's like, I hate it, hate it, hate it. And then he ends up stealing the lederhosen from a yodeler that's up on the mountain. And then that's what he ends up wearing, I think is so great and it's so funny just that little extra (laughs) little little additives that they do in the film that just kill me and then they also have a baby Grinch oh yeah and And the flashback the baby Grinch almost looks like baby Yoda He's so cute, and he eats the Santa plate, and oh. he goes Santa, and it's Santa is his first <laughs> word. It's fantastic. But then it, they move on to this child size Grinch mm-hmm. who's like eight years old. He's almost like Chucky, esque. Yeah. And when he makes the homemade tree topper angel oh. for Martha May, yes, I mean. Who doesn't love a homemade Christmas gift? <laughs> That's so cute.
0: Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, when that movie, the live-action one, first came out, I don't, What do you know if it was a hit or it not? It was. Okay. Um,
1: As I mentioned, it cost around $120 million to make and produce, and the Process? film yeah. grossed. Three hundred and fifty.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the years since, that it's become beloved. I feel like maybe when it first came out, it was a little overwhelming. Maybe. I mean, for me. I'll speak personally for me. Like I said, the prosthetics of the humans in Whoville was a little bit much for me, but over the years, that Uh, the surprise of what that looks like has dulled a little bit for me and I'm able actually to appreciate the set design all of the storytelling that goes in it because it was such a massive feat and you can tell everyone working on it worked really really hard to make every part um, as good as it possibly could and if you're a Jim Carrey fan you're gonna love this movie it's him free reign um, being as wacky as he can and it works, it works. It, he brings such all die, all dynamics of his personality are on display in this the film. F-
1: the physical comedy yeah.
0: and the
1: improvisation
0: mm-hmm.
1: is off the charts mm-hmm. and I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan mm-hmm. When I rewatched Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I couldn't believe that this came out in the year 2000. Mm. I was like, there's no way that came out 20 years ago. Mm. It kind of shocked me a little bit because I felt like I was older Mm. when I saw this. And I know that for sure we saw this in the theater. Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed it. I've owned the Jim Carrey How the Grinch soul Christmas mm-hmm. for many years. And I was like, holy cow. Again, the previous podcast we talked about Home Alone and how it's the 30th anniversary this year that it came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. It's truly shocking to me to find that. How the Grinch Stole Christmas came out in 2000, which was 20 years ago. Yeah. For me. But I think that in the holiday lineup for the holidays, for Christmas films, and we will, during this holiday season, we will talk about many other Christmas films that we enjoy. But I would say for How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it is at the core and is at the center of holiday television whether it's the original animated version or the live action i feel like it's on all the time Mm -hmm. and the fact that universal studios filmed and produced both the live action and the animated the grinch with benedict cumberbatch that came out in 2018 um does It makes sense that Universal Studios, because they've invested so much money for the holiday season, it is Grinchmas in Whoville at Universal Studios that you go and you take your picture with Who's, you go and take your picture with The Grinch, and it is everything Grinchmas from Thanksgiving through January. And so I feel like every major theme park has gravitated and gotten the licensing agreement for a holiday film or a holiday character in Universal Studios, because it makes sense that they produced how the Grinch sold Christmas and the Grinch, that that would be their mm-hmm. holiday festivities. Mm-hmm. And we've gone for Grinchmas. And again, the people that they hire to be in the parades, to be the characters and specifically, I would think it would be a badge of honor to be selected to play the Grinch Mm -hmm. at Universal Studios for Grinchmas. It's like
0: being selected as the Santa. And the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade. Correct. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Before we wrap things up, Kara, there is one, as as I said, as of the date of recording this podcast, there's another Grinch movie. And I don't think you've ever seen it. You're telling me that there's
1: another Grinch holiday special?
0: No. I'm I'm 30 plus years old. Is this new? No. And it doesn't have anything to do with any holiday whatsoever.
1: Well, what is the Grinch doing?
0: The title is The Grinch Grinches the Cat in the Hat.
1: So this is like, kind of like in the Marvel Universe when... (laughs) It's a crossover. It's a crossover? Yes. So It's a Seussian, Geisel crossover? Yes.
0: So in 1982, Dr. Seuss wrote a cartoon television special. It is 30 minutes. It is animated. And we have uh, Mason Adams is the voice of the cat in the hat. Bob Holt is the voice of the Grinch. And then there are other voices along with that. There are six songs. Have to say, this is one of my favorite Grinch vehicles. It has absolutely nothing to do with the holidays and it actually, the storyline focuses on why is the Grinch the way he is. And it's actually really interesting. You can find it online and you can also purchase it on DVD. Um, This is kind of the era when Dr. Seuss was doing um, more television specials. Um, There was um, a television special uh, with the north-going and south-going Zaks. Um, There was the Sneeches, The Lorax. The Lorax, pontophical, Pontophical Pop. In his magical piano that which is if you are not familiar Oof. with the magical, the magical pi-
1: piano to pull on the pull them and you, you push, him, push on the push them and, and the pickles go into the, the jar, jar. Yeah. i mean
0: do yourself a favor folks <laughs> because Da-da. fantastic so this is the era that i'm talking oh, about okay okay how do how did i miss this was i asleep maybe maybe but i've it's always been a part of me. So anyway, the the short version of the storyline is listed as the Grinch leaves home in a foul mood looking for trouble. He runs into the cat in the hat and to, and decides to make the cat's life unbearable, which sounds very grinchian. All right. So the six songs are listed as Beasleberry Day, Relaxification, Master of Everyone's Ears, Most Horrible Things, The Psychiatry Song, and Remember Your Mother. So the storyline is, it's kind of odd. The story, the movie opens in this non-named town. It's very Susian in that it's rolling hills, there's colorful plants and trees there's odd looking birds of all different colors and it starts out on quote a beautiful day where all these buzzleberry birds are singing and greeting the day and you see this nice house and we find the Grinch In this very nice house. He's not
1: on Mount Crumpet. He's not in the snow. He's not in isolation. No.
0: He's not a recluse. No. He's in a normal house. And Max is there. And it's kind of jarring. You're kind of like. What is happening? Where are we? What is this journey I'm about to take? Did he come upon some money? Did he inherit a house? Did he decide? He's obviously decided that he's not going to live on Mount Crumpet. He's living away from the Who's. He's in this brand new place that he's created for himself. And you're kind of like, wow, okay. He wakes up in a bed and he goes to the window and he sees the birds and the birds are whistling and tweeting and the Grinch whistles and tweets back to them to which Max the dog is embodying us the audience he's like what's happening the dog has does not speak but Max is like the heck is going on he has like a war kind of thing and the Grinch starts going about his morning routine normal normal it's very off it's it's unsettling almost, right? The Grinch is about to head out the door when he passes a mirror and his mirror, his reflection, starts talking to him. Kind of like a Mary Poppins thing. Or in Snow White with the evil queen in the mirror, and the mirror starts tearing him down. You're the Grinch. Why nobody likes you? Does he have like a split personality disorder? So that's the thing. It's so odd. And it's like very strange. And the way the Grinch is the way the reflection is talking to him, he's almost talking like his dad, even though they look exactly the same. And in the description, when I when I looked this up, it said the Grinch begins talking to himself. And telling himself that he is evil and he'll always be evil, so he needs to act like it. Now, to me, when I watched it, that didn't, it wasn't, he wasn't talking to himself at all. The way he was speaking and the voice alters, I felt like it was his dad talking to him.
1: But in every other
0: Grinch story, he's been an orphan. He right. has no
1: parents. Right.
0: Which makes it more weird, right? So, anyway, So the Grinch falls in line and says, okay, that's what I'll do. Grabs his car, the Grinch has a car that's very pointy. And he starts driving down the road. And of course his car produces all of this smog and the smog coats all the birds in this dust and makes them not be able to sing. Meanwhile, we cut back to another house and we see the cat in the hat. And of course the cat in the hat is very peppy and all singy. He's singing the the opening song, Beezleberry Day, which means it's a very good day.
1: And he always talks in rhymes.
0: Yes. At the same time, the cat in the hat is making a picnic for himself and he's gonna go have a picnic. He proceeds pretty much to put the entire contents of his refrigerator into a picnic basket slides down a fireman pole directly into his own little, peppy little car, and he drives out of his estate. The Cat in the Hat has an enormous piece of land that is surrounded by an elaborate fence. We don't know why.
1: Susian, you know, uh, houses and
0: land plots, they might not be expensive. So the Cat in the Hat drives off over a hill. He finds a particular hill that he thinks is nice. He pulls over his car, walks to the top of the hill with his picnic and starts pulling out this elaborate picnic with a beach umbrella and all this stuff for himself, is about to start eating when the Grinch, you see his car (laughs) driving along through the mountains and starts laying on his horn because the cat in the hat, because he's out in the middle of nowhere, has parked in the middle of the road. And the Grinch cannot
1: pass. Why doesn't he just go around him? Right?
0: So I guess it's not an off-road vehicle. I guess. And so the the cat in the hat go, walks down the hill, is very polite to the Grinch, and goes, oh my gosh. He's effusively sorry. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You have places to be. You're obviously a very important person. I'm blocking your way. If you'll just hold this and he has a huge hot dog on a stick. And he hands it to the Grinch. And the look on the Grinch's face when he's being forced to hold this frankfurter in a fork is just so indignant and so outraged. And so the the cat in the hat, just like he does, just keeps yammering in rhyme. And the Grinch is like, goes full Karen, is like, oh my gosh! move out of my way why don't you just and he's not moving fast enough so the grinch puts it in reverse goes back as far as he can and starts revving up and he's like i'm gonna destroy your car and it becomes this full-on road rage situation where the cat in the hat jumps in his car and hits the gas to get out of the way, and the Grinch won't stop and keeps following him and following him until the cat in the hat realizes, this guy, there's something wrong with this guy. And so he veers off, goes into his estate and slams the gate behind him.
1: Leaving his picnic behind?
0: Yeah, he didn't even get to have it. So anyway, once he's inside his compound, he starts singing the song, Relax. relaxification song which is a great song by the way as he's singing and trying to relax on his patio all of a sudden his voice becomes altered and he's like what's going on turns out the grinch has broken into his house (laughs) and shows the cat in the hat a device that he has invented which is called the vacuum sweeper it will scramble any and all sound within a 50-mile radius, depending on where the cone is pointed. So it's going to alter your voice so you can't sing anymore. Now, it's not a permanent thing. It only works when he's shooting it at you. But he then, the Grinch starts singing his own song, which is called I'm the Master of Everyone's Ears. You're only going to hear what I want you to hear. And it's just like wow dude this really accelerated quickly and so anyway he leaves and the, and the cat that's like wow okay bro obviously i really offended you so but he's gone now so anyway grinch goes back to his house breaks out his other machine whereas a lighthouse makes light a dark house makes dark and that's what I'm gonna do to you. And so he, out of his house, he projects beams of darkness. That again, it only affects it when it hits you. And so he goes, "You're—it's gonna be so dark, you're not gonna be able to see your own mitten in front of your face." And sure enough, the go, and the cat hat's like, "What's going on? I can't even see my mitten in front of my own face." it's so cute so he starts stumbling around of course and then he falls out of the dark and into the light you're like ah it's still bright and so he runs but the grinch somehow has this whole setup where he can see the whole town and keeps following the cat in the hat with this dark thing and so the cat in the hat runs and the first thing he sees is this big restaurant so he goes in this restaurant it's a very fancy place and the waiter sits him at a table and the cat in the house like, yeah, really, I'm not hungry. I don't want anything. They go, well, if you're here, you're gonna eat something. He's like, okay, fine. So anyway, there's a band in the restaurant. And of course, the Grinch beams in the vacuum sound. So they can't, they can't play their music. And then he beams in a, a polka dot pattern into the restaurant so that everyone's food looks like they have green spots on it, which everybody's grossed out by. And it's just general mayhem the entire time that is conducted by the Grinch. So finally, Cat in the Hat's like, "This is really out of hand." And so he goes home and he starts to think, and he literally says, "This Grinch is completely psychotic." That's the word he is. He starts using all of these clinical terms. He's like, "What is?" wrong with him he's mentally ill obviously his personality there's something wrong and I need to figure out it's up to me apparently what is has caused the psychotic break and he starts having this thought bubble of the Grinch on a cat laying down on a couch and and the cat in the hat starts singing this song which is called the psychiatry song cat in the hat is thinking he's like now if i was a psychiatrist these are the words that are used in this special for children if i was a psychiatrist i would ask him personal questions and try to get to the root of the problem of why he's acting like this now i haven't watched this movie in years with a z and i was like wow 1982 folks for children On TV, we're talking about this stuff. And nowadays, you know, there's things like hashtag self-care, hashtag mental awareness. I mean, Dr. Seuss, let's be real. I don't think he's um, overlooked in any way as being really intelligent and really an incredible writer. But this is like groundbreaking stuff to me and it's really strange to me that more people don't know about this or maybe this is why people don't know about this it's too heavy for some people Uh, or
1: maybe the networks didn't show it all that often because
0: maybe they got complaints i don't see why it's telling people you know if you need to investigate your problems and you need to deal (laughs) yourself with yourself you need to check yourself so through this song he's talking to the imaginary Grinch and asking him questions like what were your parents like what was your school like life life like how were your teachers to you how did you, what kind of friends did you have all of these normal legitimate questions and the thing that sets him off is he asks about his mom he goes what was your mom like And then the Grinch is like, this thought bubble is over. And he pops his own thought bubble. And so the cat in the Hat's like, okay, got it. Great. Cool. He goes to the townspeople who were at the restaurant. He goes, here's what we're going to do. We're going to write a song. Don't worry, I've already done it for you. Here's some sheet music. I've had five minutes where I was walking over here. And so they go outside of the Grinch's house and they start singing this song called Remember Your Mother. And the song basically says, you've already told me through your thought bubble that the problem isn't your mom. And she was the only one that was nice to you. If she saw all the crap that you're doing to me and how you're treating everyone else, would that be cool with her? Or would she not like that? How would she want you to be as a person? And so that's the emotional breakthrough that happens with the Grinch. And the Grinch actually has a framed photograph of his mom. And there's flowers next to it. He breaks down. The Grinch is full crying. There's a literal puddle of water that is from his tears. And his mother appears in the pool of water and talks to him. Yes. And so this is where... The Grinch has his epiphany that he's going to be a nice person, which, by the way, at the beginning of the film, he was nice. until He just he had saw, a mental
1: breakdown. Until
0: he saw his reflection, or as I said, I feel it's his dad in the reflection. And so he goes with the spirit of his mom and is like, no, that's what I was trying to be anyway, and that's what I'm going to be. So the very next morning we see the Grinch wake up in bed again, the birds are outside his window, and the Grinch is going with the good personality. And he goes to cross in front of the mirror and the reflection starts being a real jerk again. All of a sudden his voice starts to alter and we see Max push the button on the vacuum sweeper onto the reflection of the mirror so he can't understand or speak trash anymore and the Grinch is like thumbs up to Max the dog. That was an awesome awesome choice. And that's how it ends. It's very I think it's a very worthwhile seeing. And it's only 30 minutes long. I think a
1: lot of what Dr. Seuss or Theodore Geisel Mm-hmm. was trying to do was create all of these wonderful characters in all of his books, but I feel like the Grinch is on the same level as Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Don't be a Grinch, don't be a Scrooge. Yeah. It's kind of like if you are on the naughty list, you're going to get coal. Yeah, And so I think a lot of parents or a lot of adults will say to the kids like don't be such a Grinch
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and if an adult is talking to an adult they'll say don't be such a Scrooge because you at the end of the day the lesson that you learn from how the Grinch stole Christmas is that everyone can be good Mm -hmm. and that again the Grinch's heart grows three sizes after he learns the true meaning of christmas and the true meaning of christmas uh is the actual holiday spirit and spending time with your family and people that you love um, and then also singing around a christmas tree yes and having cans of who hash <laughs> yeah roast beast yes pie mm-hmm the, the the Hawaiian sweet rolls.
0: Well, yes that that is missing from every version of the Grinch. I must say. Oh my gosh! So, Kara, which of which of them of these movies that we've talked about, which is your number one? Which is my favorite? Uh huh. That's like asking, what's my favorite kind of
1: pie? <laughs> <laughs> That's like asking. You know, what do you, what would you prefer? Would you prefer apple or would you prefer pumpkin? Uh, the the correct answer is I would like both.
0: I would like pumpkin pie with um, all of the whipped cream on top.
1: You mean you would the put, entire have a bowl. You mean you'd have a bowl of whipped cream with this little <laughs> tiny scoop of pumpkin. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel as though the animated the Grinch film, because it came out so recently. I haven't seen it enough times for Mm. it to, I don't feel like it's earned its keep yet. Yeah. Whereas the Jim Carrey live action Mm -hmm. was the first live action for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So I feel like it's paid its dues. And I feel like everyone, again, as we've mentioned before, was so committed to the role in Mm -hmm. the film. I love it so much just like i love home alone i have to watch it and i will watch it over and over and over again and then you can't go wrong with the original classic so i think if i would have to pick my favorite animated grinch would probably have to be the original how the grinch stole christmas the original tv special the 30 minute version and then the live action How the Grinch Stole Christmas Jim Carrey. I don't think I could just pick one, but if I was to say it's one a double feature, it's a double feature and sit down with your cocoa and your blanket
0: and uh, a little peppermint stick. <laughs> For or- old St. Nick coming down the Christmas tree. Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. And I say, make it a full marathon and watch all four. Um, you can definitely find the original animated classic. You can definitely find uh, the live action Jim Carrey. It's going to be easy to find the 2018 Grinch. You might have to do some digging um, to find the non-holiday <laughs> Cat and Hat Grinch crossover, but three out of four ain't bad, and, and you'd have a great time.
1: And I'm... Pretty sure that both the Jim Carrey live action How the Grinch Stole Christmas and then the animated The Grinch Benedict Cumberbatch film um, both are available on streaming platforms, if not multiple streaming platforms, which is fantastic. They're also on demand, they're also on the free form uh, 25 Days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, all three of the films, the original Grinch Stole Christmas, the live action How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and the animated The Grinch are all included in the Freeform uh, TV lineup. So that's great in addition to the streaming platforms. And if you're like me, who's holiday obsessed, uh, you can buy the DVDs which is what I did last year. And so I have my holiday DVD collection stacked on top of the DVD player, ready to go uh, for
0: viewing enjoyment. So you've got your weekend ahead of you all set and ready to go. And this has been an episode of I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking for you, if you interact
1: with the Grinch, (laughs) maybe send him a, a holiday christmas card yeah give him a call